Hi everyone, this is Faye. And this is Nick. And this is Kriyag's Over, Over Coffee. Coffee. So today we have with us another special guest, Dr. Vincenzo Bergella, who is a maternal fetal medicine physician at Thomas Jefferson University in Philadelphia. Welcome, Dr. Bergella. Great to be here. Thank you, Nick. And Faye. <laughs> <laughs> Dr. Brigella, kind of want to start off, you know, we're here in Las Vegas for SMFM and the pregnancy meeting. What are you most excited about for this year's meeting? Well, um, it's actually my 25th SMFM in a row. Oh, wow. Uh, wow. Congratulations. Thank you. In a row since I was a fellow. And uh, I was president here four years ago. Um, to me, this is the best scientific meeting on high-risk pregnancy in the world. Um, last year, I went to five different continents, you know, talking and going to conferences is by far the best. So I'm interested. There are over 50 randomized studies, uh, which are the best, you know, studies uh, in general. And it's amazing to get done in pregnancy. So I'm looking forward to all the new genetic, labor and delivery, preterm birth, medical complications, fetal complications research here. And as you can imagine, 25 years here, everybody's my friend now. <laughs> I know everybody I go around. It's kind of a social uh, interaction scene for me. And, uh, you know, social interactions and relationships are the number one key to happiness. So I'm extremely happy when I come to SMFM. Fantastic. Um, Dr. Brigella, just for our listeners, they're actually very interested in hearing uh, just about the people that we've been meeting here. So can you give us a little bit of background of, of yourself? What got you interested in OBGYN, maternal fetal medicine, and what your current interests are right now, whether it's research or you know other interests in, in your field? Sure. So I'm originally from Italy. I came here in the States when I was 19, so over 35 years ago. Did uh, college in New York, medical school in Philadelphia, again, residency in New York, and then fellowship in maternal fetal medicine. Um, I love pregnancy. I think um, it's one of those things that, you know, it's medical, it's complicated, there's two patients in one, but at the same time, most of the time, the outcomes are great. So even if there are extremely rare complicated medical issues uh, it for the baby or the mom most of the time things go well and i'm a very positive half a glass half full person so it kind of fits my personality i think that's how i chose you know for you guys uh, i think i tried gyn oncology i loved the surgery i loved the operating room i was as long catering for two months four people died and i will never forget you know that and it was hard for me to yeah, I'm in the best place in the world, and you know people still die of ovarian cancer, and they still die today. So I'm envious for people that can do that day in and day out. Um, in pregnancy, instead, I can see you know the hardest case from you know Asia coming through and 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 coming to to Philadelphia to us, and still most of the time we can get that person pregnant. She can have a good pregnancy. She can have a baby, and uh, I'm still amazed by the process of you know pregnancy and birth. Dr. Bergella, anything in particular with like your with your clinical interests today? Like, is there anything that you're like particularly passionate about, or or trying to like drive home either through the meeting or for upcoming maternal fetal medicine? So I have a few talks here, and you know they kind of um, embody what what my interest is. So my main interest has been the prevention of preterm birth, uh, as you know, is the number one cause of babies dying basically there's a baby dying from being born too early every 30 seconds in the world over 15 million preterm births and over a million babies die of preterm being born too early of preterm birth every year so i'm glad those numbers are going down and i hope i have contributed you know with, with our team and others um 
So we have trials right now on surclage, on progesterone. Um, I will talk about that at the meeting. Uh, there are new, last night we had a meeting about a new uh, prediction um, because you need to predict who was going to have it preterm birth and then have an intervention to prevent that pathway uh, highlighted by that particular prevent um, predictive um, test. Uh, so I'm embedded in many, many, many different um, trials. Last year we published 70 studies. <laughs> uh, uh, and uh, so that's my main interest probably. The second important interest on labor and delivery. So there are actually now over a thousand randomized studies just on how to do a C-section. You know, there are, as you know, over 25 million C-sections in the world every year. So it's the most common laparotomy. And you see even as residents, you know, this person does it this way, you know, your attendant does it that way. And there's actually a lot of evidence for each and every step. And there are over 50-some steps just in the operating room plus 20-some before the C-section, after this, you know, when they eat, when they can walk again, they fall in or out, or when you put it, the bandage, many, many aspects. And I, so I'm lecturing on that here. We have a new book called Evidence-Based Labor and Delivery uh, coming out this month um, on all of that. We have uh, two books on evidence-based obstetrics and evidence-based maternal fetal medicine. So my passion, as you can hear, uh, is um, kind of research in these areas, uh, finding out what works, disseminating it, writing papers, studies, and, and books, and interacting actually with people like you, young people who hopefully have the same passion I, I have. Dr. Brigella, do you have any advice for people like myself and Nick or, you know, uh, medical students even going into OBGYN, residents going to MFM or even fellows? My strongest advice, uh, Faye, is by far you have to do what you like to do and tell people. I'll give you an example which may sound stupid. Uh, so I have an accent, you know, foreign born and stuff. Dealing with MFM, especially my generation, everybody's American and stuff. One day, finally, I gave a lecture, and somehow, in front of Dragomulers, Pirov, Cunningham, you know, all of the Romero, all of the famous people in our field, and I put down a picture of me playing soccer, which I thought nobody was going to be interested in, you know, especially 20 years ago, kind of, you know, the leftover sports. I came down, the former president of SMFM, a very overweight guy, I won't say the guy's <laughs> name, hugged me and said, I love soccer, I'm a soccer fanatic, I coach it. I would have never known. <laughs> but I kind of told people what I liked. And when you tell people what, what you like, you form the same community of friends. So if, if you have somebody you really in, like, but they like GYN oncology, and you find out GYN oncology is not really your thing, don't tell them just to please them that you like, again, endometrial cancer. Just say all the time what you really like. You'll find your own community of people. You'll find collaborator on what you're passionate about. You know, it's the concept of strengths and weaknesses. You may have heard this before. You should never, ever work again on your weaknesses. Hmm. This sounds crazy, right? <laughs> but all of the leadership, if you go to leadership courses, that's what they tell you. If you lead leadership stuff. So before you had to be good in high school about math and English and all this stuff. Not anymore. You finish your residency. If you really like only endocrine and IVF, that's it. Do it all the time. You can. Uh, if you really like to see patients all the time, do it. If you like to be an administrator, follow that path. But do what you like to do, and you can find that out by yourself. And you should also, the last advice is, listen to what other people tell you. 
So when I was a resident, you know, when they roast you at the end of the year, you know, the residents <laughs> roast. Yeah. Oh, I thought that was just us. <laughs> one of the residents, not everybody does big time. One of the residents roasted me, put a green journal front page and says, and Dr. Berghella, I, I was a junior fellow or something. Dr. Berghella, I can't believe you published in the green journal. I never thought you had this in you, which, you know, could sound good or bad, whatever. But I'm like, you know, Sonia noticed. She read it. Obviously, in a way, she's either envious or, you know, proud or, you know, happy. And that drove to me, like, I did it. I could do it. And after that, you know, 400 some more articles came. Uh, so listen to other people tell you about what you're good at, and that will drive your career. Fantastic. That's right. awesome. Thank you. Dr. Bergella, besides soccer, I guess, what else <laughs> keeps you grounded and happy? I have a good family. You know, I have uh, two wonderful kids. Uh, again, one of them. As I was telling you before, he's a Brown, as a, as a pre-med student. The other one is at Aberford as a freshman. Um, friends, you know, I have family in Italy. I still visit all the time. Um, I play sports a lot, you know. Gives me the endorphin. Um, I'm going to do the fun run on Saturday morning here oh, at SMFM. Nice. Um, so there are lots. Of, I, I think it's, you know, you play hard and work hard. I think that's another motto I kind of embody and uh, try to stay fit. Like, you know. I'm probably the happiest after I do my 80 laps in the short swimming pool. I come out just super happy. And so I think my advice will also be to continue to spend time with family and friends, sports, keep healthy. Um, it, it, it balances um, your life because I obviously worked very hard. And, uh, but, you know, you can't do it only that all the time. You were telling us earlier you have a book on happiness coming out too? Yeah, I know. It's out. If you go on Amazon, I have actually over 40 books, which is crazy. Um, most of them, I mean, many on OBGYN, but many on, on travels and family and friends and uh, my parents, et cetera, et cetera. Um, one is a book on happiness, and it's called, I think, the kind of evidence-based scientific pathway to well-being. Um, there are many randomized studies on happiness, actually. The New England Journal, Lancet, you know, um, studies and and the five keys to happiness which i put together in the book are social relationships doing what you like to do having goals and those goals need to be important uh, for you um, and eventually lead to recognition to somebody you know patting you in the back and saying that's good and that could be having kids you know making up a new drinks a recipe it doesn't have to be you know saving every baby in the world from preterm birth or things like that. So um, those are well-proven, evidence-based, randomized study-based um, keys to, to happiness. And so I, I, I try, to, try to leave. You don't have to buy the book. I'll, I'll give you a copy. <laughs> <laughs> I don't have it with me, but I'll be happy to. That'd be amazing. That'd yeah, be lovely. Where do you find the time, Dr. Bergal? I feel like, you know, it, you were saying that you had like 70 articles come out in the past year. I mean, you know, you're... I'm sure busy as a clinician at Jefferson and like, and you're telling us that you've like written 40 books. I, I think, you know, especially for people like me and Nick, we're just like, how do people find the time to do all of these things? I barely have time to like go home and brush my teeth and go to bed and then wake up the next morning to go back to residency. So I still sleep seven and a half hours average, you know, every night. Um, I always did. So I'm not one of those people and there are, you know, who don't sleep and, and, uh, and got those things done during, during that time. Um, but for example, you know, my wife will wake up late, um, 
And, you know, on the weekend, if I wake up at 6.30 or 7, which is kind of my biological clock, I have a couple hours before the kids are up and everything else in which I can write and, and, and spend time like that. Um, I'm very, my, my assistant at work says that I don't waste a second. <laughs> so even between patients sometimes, um, I can get something done. And, and I think one of the keys actually, Faye, is collaboration. So I have people now all over the world. I just met with somebody here before I came from Japan and he's doing a trial. Uh, on short cervix and progesterone and so collaborate with him collaborate with italy collaborate with europe with asia with the us all over um, so i think that's another advice never you know you can scale mount everest but it's a stone at a time you know a little step at a time and and with a lot of other people so i think some of the keys are of course if you watch so soaps all the time or or you know you you have uh, you play golf all weekend you're not going to be able to to, to do that um, but it'd be amazing what half an hour, an hour, like, you know, maybe I finished seeing patient at 4.30 instead of, you know, again, going to watch TV or something from 4.30 to 5.30, I may write a book or write a chapter. If you do that one hour every day for 30 some years, that's where that comes from, you know? Um, and you do it not because I think another advice is you don't do it because you want to publish the book. You're doing it because you're actually interested, you know, you kind of want to know the answer, you want to help women, you want to get, you know, Faye published, you know, you, you kind of, you, you do it for, 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 um, for, for other reasons. Um, it's like another thing, you know, to be rich, you never want, want to be rich. You want to do something you're good at and then you get promoted, you know, get to the top and then you'll make money. If you start off, I want to be rich, many of those people actually, there are, there's a lot of good evidence, never become rich because that's not the way you should do it. I guess just for a fun question, Dr. Pergella, if we were going to go to Italy, where should we go? Oh, <laughs> there's so many. <laughs> Thanks, uh, Nick. Um, so um, there's too many. I'll, I'll give you a couple, of, a couple of choices. One, I think the Amalfi Coast, you know, the Naples, Pompeii, Capri, Ischia, Positano, you know, that area, Sorrento, is just full of history, beautiful scenery. Um, I love that area, you know, apart from Rome, Florence, and Venice that everybody knows. And then that I think I'm half Sicilian, you know, my mom is from, from Sicily, and that's a just a beautiful highland where you're going to get the best gelato and food, and it's always sunny down there, and that's a, it's another beautiful place. So see you there soon. Yeah, I hope yeah. so. <laughs> so far, we've only been able to experience the Venetian yeah. road, which I'm assuming is not at all like Italy. No, not quite, not quite, not quite. You need to go for the real thing. Right, right. Is there anything that, you know, you feel like you want to tell us or tell our listeners about yourself, Dr. Bergella, or anything that you feel like we haven't asked you about that you do want to talk about? I'll keep on the same team. You know, I, I think um, professionally and personally, usually happiness doesn't come to you. Um, and all of us, you know, want to be happy. I, I lecture on happiness and I joke around and say, anybody wants to be happy? That's the one question everybody puts their hand up. Remember that you, happiness is something you actually have to pursue um so whatever that is in terms of personal issues um or or work just figure out what you like and then and then go for it and um you make the people around yourself happy you make yourself happy and you'll be a lot more productive you know if you if you follow what you you, you like to do Thank you so much, Dr. Briella, for being on the podcast with us. Once again, this is Faye. And this is Nick. And this has been Kriogs Over Coffee.
So guys, if you've liked the podcast today, give us a five-star rating on iTunes, Google Play, Spotify, wherever you get your podcast. You can also find us on social media uh, at on Twitter at Kriogs Over Cough Number One, on Facebook at Kriogs Over Coffee, and on our website at www.kriogsovercoffee.com. And if you want to uh, give us some support for some cool swag, you can find us on Patreon at www.patreon.com slash Coffee. If you like hearing from Dr. Bergella or you want to hear from somebody else, or if you have a correction to one of our other episodes, please email us at creogsovercoffee at gmail.com. We're happy to get back to you.